0: It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our award-winning website, DiPietro.com. It is Wednesday. It is August 11th. There's already been a lot going on. I was um, on the scene, if you want to check it out, on the website, DiPietro.com. I was on the scene where there was a, uh, a standoff. Someone fired at the police. Someone fired and struck a Providence police cruiser you can see the site we did a live feed over two hours this morning right on chalkstone avenue in providence right near academy avenue and um and it just demonstrates you can also see the photo of the the cruiser folks it is um it is one of those things police have been under attack and you think about everything that happened out you know minneapolis right and then the way the police have been all this nonsense of the people of you know screaming and say i wish and then uh ATVs and everything else. Well, it was very early this morning. Police were called to a domestic after four o'clock in the morning. And when they pulled up, uh, the suspect was out in front of the house with an assault rifle and fired at the Providence police officer who was arriving on the scene. And for what I understand, well, if you could see it, you can see the photos on the website, com, but he struck the vehicle twice a few more inches if that bullet goes it goes through and would have struck the police officer so very very fortunate and i can't say i'm surprised because the activists have been working to demonize and vilify the police department right that's what they've been doing especially in providence i mean all over the country but locally the department that received the most being vilified is the providence police department and i have said in the past and the rest of the media ignores it i have been at these demonstrations i've been at these protests you can see the video on the website depetro.com d-e-p-e-t-r-o.com where they chant death to the cops kill the cops they talk about it well someone's listening someone needs to rein in these activists and the black lives matter and the defund the police and the antifa crew And the socialists, folks, and some of the elected officials, it's appalling. Now, this is a defining moment, what's going on right now. Because you have people that have been full speed trying to defund and take police away. And they want to have anarchy. They want to have criminals. They want to have the ATV riders. They want to have the drug dealers, more illegals. They want to have criminals running things and finally the people are pushing back and mayor Lorza, who has been the problem i think at this point he's just gonna have to go off to the side and there's nothing he can do and all these people that have been fighting the police and expanding the police and policing and trying to handcuff the police and by the way the providence police have apprehended that suspect who is known to police who's dangerous who has weapons i've heard some other accusations i'm gonna leave it right there but, see, this is what happens when you vilify police when Black Lives Matter and when they chant, right, blank the police, defund, vilifying law enforcement officer, encouraging anarchy, encouraging these stupid ATV riders. And it's about time, folks, they are going to declare war on them because they have ruined the capital city. Alorza has allowed the capital city to be ruined, but the people are standing up, the people are speaking up. People have had it. Now, as someone who was on the scene this morning, right from the beginning of this, and then, well, two hours in, it, um, it was it was like clockwork. Watch it. It was like a, a, a textbook case between SWAT and Providence Police, state police on the scene. Also, first responders, Providence firefighters on the scene, Providence Rescue on the scene. Porky and the crew at the canteen pull up. I want to thank them. They gave me a delicious ham and egg sandwich and a coffee. Folks, this is something we don't need lawlessness. It's got to come to an end. Alorza has been the problem. I'll say it again. Mayor Alorza, Jorge Alorza, he has been the problem. He's allowed the lawlessness to take over. People are tired of it. People want to support law enforcement. People want to support the Providence police who have been undergun in all the police departments, whether it's Woonsocket or Cranston or Lincoln or Smithfield. You know, this whole mantra of blank the police and the disrespect, it has to come to an end. It does. All right. Again, you can see the video on the website, dipetro.com. We have a lot more ahead right here on The John DePetro Show. Have you been thinking
1: about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
0: This summer, let JKL Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. JKL Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts jkl it's going to be a hot summer ahead called jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available remember with jkl 54 years in business reputation is second to none especially for technical expertise customer satisfaction jkl is an approved national grid vpi installer they're also a navian certified factory dealer called jkl for a system replacement oil to gas for a heat pump Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory, authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them. 401-351-7600-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with Cale Engineering, 401 351 7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePetro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is com. Joining us right now, folks, he is a columnist for the Boston Globe, focuses primarily on Rhode Island. It is Dan McGowan. And uh, Dan, what a, uh, a span of just a couple hours, 24 hours. Uh, let's start off with the, the news of the day, which is Providence Police on the scene, a shooter shooting at the police car, and I left the briefing. Boy, the, the brass there, very, very emotional. Chief Clemens, Commissioner Perry, uh, Commander Verde, the top three, right there saying that bullet goes a few more inches, and you have a— uh, Probably, a, unfortunately, but a killed Providence police officer.
1: Yeah, John, and kudos to you for being on the scene. I actually watched the the press uh, gaggle uh, on your Facebook page, and yeah. that's the you you just hit the thing that I was the most struck by, which was how uh, moved the the, the chief Clements, Tom Verdi, Commissioner Perry, all were by this. Uh, this was a this was a close call. And um, and I think given all the sort of tension and, um, you know, emotion in the room last night, I think right. you, that was on full display this morning. Yeah. By the way, good job by the Providence police. And hopefully, you'll, you know, the, 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 you know, shooter will be brought to justice. But the, um, you, you know, to, to, to have to have a conversation just last night about how low they are when it comes to Manning and, you know, the the struggles that the Providence police are having. And then only hours later to have the exact, you know, the exact thing that you hear from a lot of people who say, oh, you know, we need fewer police officers. We need more mental health uh, professionals, you know, going to the scenes of of things like this. Well, guess what? This was a domestic that turned very violent, very fast. Um, And I think this makes the case once again, you know, for the Providence Police Department. I thought Chief Clemens, uh, you know, you, you never want any of these moments to be, you know, the reason why, uh, you, you certainly never want violence to be the reason why, you know, a city council or a mayor listens to you. But uh, I, I think that uh, if anything is the kind of the tip of the iceberg or the, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the breaking point, it is this one. Uh, and I think it'll be interesting to see how the, how everybody kind of handles it going forward.
0: Dan McGowan. Think of that. I mean, they respond to a domestic, which is, you know, they, you know, unfortunately that's all the time, but the guy's out in the street with a rifle. Right. And levels it. And fight. like, as Commissioner Perry, as he was describing it, it's almost like they couldn't believe it. Yeah. So, so much for the, you know, that they instigate defund, sending the social worker, I mean, that, that, it, that, that's a, and as they said, seven-year experience officer, didn't panic, immediately backed up. It's not like he got out, guns blaring. And then you saw everyone on the scene. Now, I want to go back to last night, and I also want to commend you. I mean, you have different great roadmaps, but whenever Tommy Karkin... Mentioned in a roadmap. Now, it, now you're talking my language. There's one, one of the greatest shows on HBO. I still often quote Marlo Stansfield, "String a bell at Avon Barksdale." One of, my, one of the best lines I like of, uh, of, um, of, of, one of the people uh, that I had mentioned, Marlo Stansfield, which is, you, you want it to be one way, but it's the other way. But last night, I'll tell you, John Igliosi. I don't know what his plans are but he he made a very good argument that maybe he's the next mayor that the city's looking for.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. John Gliozzi has, uh, and I know John literally my entire career, I've covered him, you know, as uh, both on the inside when he was, uh, you know, he was in city council leadership years ago, then he had the falling out, and then he was on the outs, and then he worked his way back. John Agliozzi is a fascinating uh, political figure in Providence, comes from a family that is oh, yeah. uh, very uh, well and entrenched in, in Rhode Island politics. Of course, his brother, David, ran for mayor in 2002. Yeah. Uh, his father just passed away, but, uh, you know, was a staple uh, in that Silver Lake neighborhood. And, Big you know, I, I think the truth is, John Agliozzi, uh for a, for a while, last couple of years, really it really looked like his time had passed um, in city politics. I think... I think he's a smart guy and a lawyer who had kind of uh, fancied himself as a potential mayor someday. And I think he looked around the city, he saw the demographics changing. He saw the way the council was shifting. And he said, you know what, I've had a good run. I'll finish up, uh, you know, basically next year. And uh, I'll be able to say I was on the council for almost 20 years and really did a good job. But I I think I I really do. I think you're going to start to say, I think the, the, The two winners, and and winners is a tough one, but the two winners of last night were John Gliosi, who I think managed the room very well. I think with the exception of a little bit of, you know, grandstanding from the council, I think this could have gone off the rails. And I thought John Gliosi did a very good job. And I thought by the end, he drilled down, he got the commissioner to commit to a police academy uh, right away. I thought he, he, he demanded a plan. I thought he he acted like the grown-up in the room. And then, of course, yes. the, the other winner, of course, was Hugh Clements, who I think yes. um, was in a very tough spot last night. Uh, he's not somebody who publicly disagrees with the mayor or with the, uh, the public safety commissioner. He's a chain-of-command guy, right? That's who he is. Um, and uh, I think he was in a tough spot, and I think he handled himself brilliantly. He made it clear that the police department, uh, that the morale problem is a very real one. He laid out with numbers why uh, he feels like we need more officers uh, in the department. So those two, Chief Clements and Don Agliozzi, I thought had big nights last night.
0: Dan McGowan, and yes, folks, speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, do you think that Commissioner Perry was taken aback at just how much? I mean, that I've covered him for 20 years. I've never seen... I've never seen anyone talk to him that way. He seemed he's he's uh, Mister Cool under pressure. Obviously, he was there. He always, you know, looks so professional. But what what was your take to him, McGowan? I I think he was even taken aback a little bit it's just how harsh it was towards him.
1: Well, interestingly, you know, and and, and I talked to him pretty regularly and talked to him ahead of the meeting. Um, you, you know, one thing to remember is. He, he has faced this kind of scrutiny from the council for many years, not as high profile, not one of those things that, you know, everybody is paying attention to. But I will say, you know, for the years I was at Channel 12, the public safety meetings when the commissioner would come in and would get kind of really drilled on budgeting and things like that by now council president Igliosi at the time, finance chairman Igliosi, um, you know, things got tense. I think Commissioner Perry's always been the person who kind of has to take – he has to defend the administration's uh, role uh, or you know, or positions. And so he's usually cool and calm under pressure and usually is ready for that. But I think you're right. I think what he didn't expect was uh, – I think he knew there would be a handful of counselors who might say, oh, you should resign, you should call it quits. What he didn't expect actually was – to get a very, uh, I think, well-prepared Igliosi. He can yes. – what he can do – Commissioner Perry has a has a. – first of all, he's a, you know, as you know, respected guy. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you know, a, a generally pretty – you know, has, has, has a pretty good record in the city. And I yep. think what, what has happened in the past is, uh, to be quite frank, john igliozzi has often come across looking like a bully looking like you know like he's somebody who's out to get the commissioner and the commissioner gets to fall back on that you know he gets to he gets to be the bigger person last night uh chairman or president igliozzi was you know he didn't get out of control he didn't uh you know really embarrass himself in any way he uh, he gave. I mean, the reason I used that wire reference to Tommy Carchetti, you know, there's the famous scene in the wire when you when you realize he's going to run for mayor is when he kind of dresses down the public safety folks uh, yep. in the council chambers in that season. And this is what John Gliosi did last night. I think he was well prepared. He had his facts straight. And it, I think it did. It was like a punch to the face that, that, that Commissioner Perry wasn't quite prepared for.
0: Folks, quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. that's 401-321-2799 or find karen on the web at www.innovast.com j perry paving always provides high quality fair pricing exceptional service residential commercial seal coating patios get your driveway paved letter j j perry paving 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios and general masonry projects j perry paving they offer free estimates call them today at 401 732 1730 401 732 1730 you can also find them on facebook it's j perry paving get your driveway paved and if you're a veteran no one has a better package for veterans j perry paving whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed j perry paving has your back check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing asphalt can be recycled reused call them for a free quote today 401-732-1730 j perry paving licensed insured contracting company they will meet your needs, no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than Jay Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. 732 1730 for J. Perry Paving. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan McGowan, your opinion, was it a mistake for Mayor Alorza not to go last night? And how do you think he looks the day after? I thought... One of the more damaging things was when Commissioner Perry, Stephen Perry, said that Mayor Lorz is still maybe looking to legalize the ATVs.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a stunning. There was a part that that moment um, was a part where I kind of thought there was a chance that the commissioner was just going to flat out sort of completely disagree with the mayor. I thought he was going to say. Yeah, the mayor still wants to do that, and I think that's crazy. Now he didn't go that far. Um, no, he kind of let the council say that's never happening. And you and I both know, listeners out there, there's no appetite for that in the legislature. Um, to your question about the, you know, w- the mayor showing up, I'm sort of torn on this. So on one hand, you've had a, I mean, you had the embarrassing thing last week where he goes on vacation. You know, you could use a mayor to you know, show a steady hand and to show, you know, a sign of force on the, on the other hand, uh, it would have been kind of breaking precedent. The mayor very rarely appears before the city council. And I think the the other important thing is then it would have been a complete political sideshow, right? It would have been every counselor with a chance to take the shot at the mayor. Uh, You know, the mayor having to kind of, you know, let me criticize Dan McKee and let me go all over the place. Whereas this one I thought it was a very productive meeting, yep. um, and, and, and I think I think it could have been it could have been lost if Alorza was in the room. But still, I understand the criticism. Uh, you know, he has not been present for some of these. Even wasn't I don't. You can tell me. I don't believe he was there this morning.
0: Even he was. Uh, you know, Channel Ten reported he was there. I did not see him. Uh, I was on both ends. If he was there, I I didn't see him. I didn't see the car go through. Someone I got that second hand that they maybe said he was there, hmm. but I I think we would I think if he was there, we would have seen him. Yeah. And I think he would have like been addressing the media. Dan McGowan, I, I want to touch on last week. Again, you've covered Mayor Lorza since he ran. You broke the story that it was away on vacation, and even put it, you know, mildly tough week to take it. At any point did he or his staff think that maybe he needed to. You know he wasn't in san francisco or london um any time he think of maybe it's worth driving down instead of doing these media zoom meetings
1: what's well, fascinating you and i last week if you remember what we yep. led off with when we talked was i tried to give you the not justification but sort of the thinking in the mayor's head and really to sum that up in a lot of ways is six and a half years in he's not listening to a lot of people right he yep. he does not care what Dan McGowan or John DePietro say about him? Uh, he doesn't listen to the city council ever, um, and and I think it was on full display last week because yes, of course there were you know many people within city hall within the administration who 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 knew and who thought that it was a good idea for the mayor to take a three and a half hour drive home and just be seen, just be in the city. Um, no one stepped up to really say it to him, at least not to my knowledge. And he was not going to be pressured by the media or by the city council to do it. Uh, he he re- I mean, he got stubborn is what happened. And uh, he really let it get away from him. I mean, having that Friday, uh, you know, press conference where it's a circus and he's you know, trying to justify where where he's coming in, and it it just came across as so political, right? Half of it was just to you know punch back against Dan McKee, um, and you're doing it from out of state. You know, it, it was it was a terribly, I think, toned. It was bad. Rough, you couldn't uh, even see him. Yeah, that's right, you terrible. couldn't even see him. And I asked, it's funny you say that, John, because I said, wait a minute. You know, we all have problems with the Zoom calls. We we would rather be in person, of course, but usually you can at least see him. Yes. Uh, instead, this thing is, you know, he's cutting out of service at times. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I thought, it was a, I thought it was a really big mistake. And, uh, you, you know, two, three, four weeks ago, you and I were talking about how he's an interesting candidate for governor. These last week and a half, um, boy, he, he has proven that he is, he is not quite ready for prime time at this point.
0: He's not. And not only that, Damon McGowan. let's just, all right, he's going to do it, video from there, find somewhere a hotel for crying out loud you're the mayor of providence steady landline connection have a backdrop throw on a navy blazer come on i mean it's not that tough and then at least television news can show you he didn't have all his facts as someone that followed he mentioned that the the woman was pulled from a car the atv monday night as we know it actually happened on tuesday night uh you know he he said that he left uh, when he left for vacation, he said he called the parents of the young girl that was killed, Maya, on Sunday. It just – I don't know what that was, and I don't know what he was looking to accomplish. But – and you and I both know, you know, he kind of plays at this business of trying to insist that the, the police have been working with Providence police, state police. Um, it's just not flying when you have Dan, Dan – Governor McKee, who seems right now has more credibility, saying that he was refusing his – his office well and,
1: so. and you have a governor right the, the thing is is and i think chief clement said this last night too sure there is you know there's work and ongoing work that happens between the providence police department and the state police that's real but when you have a governor who is seemingly saying um you know he, he hasn't said these words exactly but he's seemingly saying uh you know blank check what do you need we'll send it to you right uh you know and, and by the way there's money to back that up because there's federal money out there right there's all this money that they can do it so you know that it's nice to work together and to have a couple stings on FBI or FBI, I'm sorry on ATVs things like that that's great and I'm sure it will work you know will can work out and can deter this stuff but i mean if if you're the mayor right now you know the, the smarter move is actually to uh, almost call McKee's bluff. Say we'll take everything, bring everybody in, uh, and see how far the, the the governor is is actually willing to go. How much overtime right. are you willing to spend? How much yep. resources are you willing to put in? Um, but instead, it, it ha- it's just become this, this it just pull poli- it it's a political football, and uh, the, the, the clearly Governor McKee has a much has, has the upper hand in a significant way over
0: Mayor Marilorza. How about him doing a quick cameo on the Hill with Rick Simone on Saturday night?
1: Boy. And you and I know how those things work. Huh. <laughs> uh, that was a, uh, um, that was a power move. That was a player move for sure. That was it was an a move by governor McKay.
0: Now, Dan McGowan again, folks speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston globe. I also thought it was interesting to show where mayor Lorza is. And again, I don't know, you know better than I do who's advising him, but you look at the dynamics Folks, yesterday, as I mentioned, Boston Globe had a story talking to the mayors of Cranston, Johnston, uh, North Providence. ATV's not allowed. That was entered in as an exhibit in the meeting last night. And you have Mayor Lorza, Commissioner Perry, saying he's still looking to legalize it. These other communities basically say we don't allow it. And that's the first time I've even heard it compared to compared the ADV riders to when the city and the state they eradicated organized crime that's the level that it's gotten to
1: yeah that that was uh that was study you almost wonder if the wow. commi- you almost wonder if the commissioner wanted to use sort of that language to to almost send a message to the mayor to say yes. knock it off you've got to end you know your you know, your, your hope that potentially you could legalize this, things like that, because uh, that's the only explanation for it, because I know how both the commissioner and Chief Clements feel about this. And look what what uh, Commissioner Perry would s- says privately, and I believe he started to kind of articulate this last night is what his concern about is when you're chasing around these guys is suddenly, you know, these, they're riding down, you know, one way streets the wrong way, things like that. Things can go wrong in chasing, yes. and you don't want to have a situation where you know an officer, God forbid, dies or hurts somebody else because they're chasing some some annoying you know group of people on an ATV. The the problem is is that it's gotten so out of hand, and it's so uh, egregious and aggressive. You know, capped off, of course, with what happened last week um, that. They got to do something. And that was if there was anything they didn't have an answer for last night. It was clearly the ATVs. I mean, you know, you're right. Comparing it to organized crime and not really having a a definitive plan to, um, you know, to address them.
0: Folks, again, quick break. A lot more Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DiBetro Show. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln, it's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028, Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028, fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service, they provide various tree services including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com we're speaking with dan mcgowan of the boston globe dan i just want to stay on the violence in providence because what i think this you know the the shooting of Meyer brophy bearman Boy, that was a bad—I murder. I mean, they're all murders are bad, but that was really bad because you have 24-year-old girl from Warwick, seemingly unintended, innocent victim bystander on the scene. Then you had the woman dragged out of the car by the ATV riders. That made national, even international news the way that took over. You have the high-profile city council emergency meeting, but now— you have someone with a rifle shooting at and striking a Providence police cruiser. I think this puts it to another level of listen, forget about, you know, this goes beyond the defund the police, uh, they're undermanned. This reinforces the danger in the job. What does Mayor Lorza do about this latest development?
1: I think he's got to come out right away today and uh, commit to what was committed to last night a police yep. academy. Uh, you know, recruitment effort right away. Um, there was another interesting thing, and I was I couldn't get all the answers for it because I was, I was text messaging with uh Mike I the the union president, while he was you know in the hearing. Uh, but there was a conversation there about how potentially you can have you you could make um you can have other officers in other departments make lateral moves to the Providence police department. Historically, my understanding is the way that works is, you know, you want to come over from Cranston, you're starting at the bottom in Providence. Um, It sounds like the union is, is open to that. I think that's a really interesting, and by the way, tangible potential solution, right? You need bodies, you can get them. I think that's what the mayor has to do right now. He has to come out and sort of, he has to end the notion once and for all that, that there is any appetite in the city right now for the defund or the reprioritizing of, of police. Um, I I think he has to really stand up and say, no, no, we're not going to, you know, we can have a conversation later about reform and about, you know, what, whatever needs to happen over the long term. right now, we have to lock down the city. And I, I mean that in a, I don't mean that literally, but, you you know, right now we have to really show that we're in charge, get the city back on track. Um, the thing is, I, I say that's what he probably needs to do. I think that's what uh, if you were to if, certainly that's what Buddy would have done. But that's what David Cicilline would have done. That's what Angel Taveras would have done. Um, do you know what? Would, would, would I bet a lot of money? Would I bet my house on the fact that he's going to do it? Probably not, because I think the mayor can be very stubborn he is feeling very bruised right now about how he's been treated uh you know by the media like i was saying um i'm sure that he was not thrilled with the the quite frankly the bluntness of of chief clements last night and so it's going to be really interesting to see how he handles this he should hold a press conference you and i should be at a press conference right now as we speak um but but i'm not sure that he will
0: Dean McGowan, um, were you surprised? So Mayor Lorza went to the Candlelight Vigil over in uh, University Heights. Are you surprised that that's where he ended up showing up?
1: I think he had to be somewhere. And like I said, you know, again, there's two sides to the coin of whether he should have been in the room for the city council. Um, So he he couldn't go and just have dinner somewhere. Right. He couldn't he couldn't go out of state again. Uh, So he had to do something. Um, and remember, you know, for, for all of the things that are le- the legitimate critiques of the mayor, whenever a person dies in the city of Providence, no matter who the mayor is, historically, the mayors have, you know, gone and, and tried to meet with the family and tried to be, you know, helpful in any way that they can. So it was, I think, partic- it, was, it was completely on brand for him to do what he did. Uh, it, it, the, the, the challenges is when you have situations where you're, you know, th- there's no sign that that um, that we're going to start, we're, we're going to see a, 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 you know, that murder solved uh, at, at this point, and so, it, you know, it very much can kind of fall on deaf ears when, uh, you know, there's not a lot of progress for
0: these things. Do, does he still run, Mayor Mayor Alorza, Does he still run for governor?
1: Boy, it's the question I've been thinking about a lot. I say I think he will still run for governor. I think he's got the money and he's got enough of the ego to make it happen. Does he, Is he on the ballot, I think, is a, is a better question. I don't know. I, I, I can't – I mean, his approval rating at this point must be in the tank yeah. Um, yes. And so I know that he, his campaign has polled recently. I do not know what their polling says. If it's anything like other polling that has been done, they're going to realize they have a very uphill battle. I still think, I think he will run. Um, it, I think it, it you know, it, it, it might not be the kind of that high profile campaign that he envisioned uh, the same way. But, yeah, I think he'll still run. I'm, I I would question whether or not he'll be on the ballot, though.
0: Well, a Democrat operative said to me he has surpassed and gone beyond Chafee territory. So, and keep in mind, Governor Chaffee didn't go for the second term because right. polling numbers were so bad. Now, folks, again, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Jan, I do want to move on to how do you think Governor McKee so far? Uh, he's done very well by all accounts, really feeling it. But now the rough water begins with variant back to school masks. Uh, Yesterday, you know, you had Dr. Scott. I was at that briefing. How do you think he approached the latest challenges of COVID yesterday at that briefing?
1: You know, funny enough, we would you and I never would compare uh, uh, Dan McKee and Gina Raimondo because their styles are so different. Yep. But one similarity that I think we saw yesterday and Dan McKee that you heard a lot from Gina Raimondo um, really right around this time last year, which was, you know, we were all coming in hot, ready for what's the big announcement today or this week. And the governor would say, Gina Raimondo would say, look, we're pushing this off a week. We're pushing the reopening of schools back. Where you know, we still need more data. We still want to understand this better. And, and that's essentially what Governor McKee, you know, Governor McKee basically yesterday said, all right, we're going to start, you know, health care workers are going to be wearing masks. You know, we, I want uh, school departments to think about their mask policies, but we're not quite ready to issue any kind of sweeping mandates yet. He wants more time. I'll tell you, I had a gym owner, the gym that I go to, uh, say to me, you know, we were talking just, it was literally yesterday before the press conference, uh, and, and I said, you know, it seems like we're going down the track of needing to wear masks again. And the gym owner said, boy, he said, I hope that's not the case. And he said, I think, that would, I think that would honestly close a lot of you know, gyms in this state, including the one that I go to. And he pointed out that he feels like Governor McKee is kind of a sympathetic ear, not just to gym owners, but to the business owners. He listens a little more. And so what, what he's trying to do right now is kind of put off any sweeping mandates until it's yep. absolutely necessary. It's right. interesting. It's, I think it's a smart move right now. Yes. Um, it, you'd almost At some point, we're going to start to say, OK, we need decisions from the governor. But it, it is completely reasonable for him right now to be saying, I want more data. I want more.
0: Yeah. You know, I noticed yesterday, Dan McGowan, he is, and I think this is wise, But he's walking. He comes. His talking point goes back to is we're following CDC guidance, and he also has the benefit he can look left at Mass and see what Governor Baker's doing. He can look right, see what Governor Lamont is doing. He just kind of kind of ride that. Um, One thing about Governor Ramondo, if you remember mentioned, remember she even said we have our own data. We're not following the CDC data. She she was far more like we're gonna do what we think is right. Um, I think Governor McKee is playing it smart and like let's not. Panic and announce a mandate if we don't have to go there because a yeah. lot of this stuff could just be solved on its own.
1: Well, you know, John, this is going to be a weird comparison, but you know, look at the the journalistic community in Rhode Island, and you know, I think there, and I'd probably fall in between uh, this, but you know, there are reporters who want to cover kind of the straight news, whatever happened today, and you got reporters, you know, my buddy Ted Nesi, people who like to kind of dig into their own data and find out what. Uh, you know, what, what the data tells them and, and be able to tell that to people. There's your Governor Raimondo versus Governor McKee thing. Governor Raimondo, yeah. when you say, you know, we have our own data, which she did say, uh, Governor Raimondo could sit up there at the press conference. Remember, she, was, she used to talk about the r not data and people's yeah. heads would spin. Nobody knew what they were talking about. In, in her case, though, she was, pro- that's how she processed information. And she would say, you know, I'll give her credit. She was ahead of the curve on, hospitalizations. She was always talking about that's the real data and that's the number that we're always very concerned about. And then that became a national, international talking point. Governor McKee is more straightforward. He, yes. He's not sitting with everybody crunching the numbers. He's looking at what the CDC is telling him. He's listening to the health department, but he's not going to overreach. And you, you nailed it. He's got a strong governor to the north. He's got a strong governor in, in Connecticut that he can look at. He can follow their lead. He's still new. He's still the new guy, um, and and I think that's what he's doing right now.
0: and out State McGowan before we tell people how they can get roadmap. As someone, you know, I didn't know him that well before he took over as governor in March. But I'll say this about Governor McKee: he's a very disciplined candidate person, leader, governor, politician. He's disciplined. He he truly processes and listens to the question. Yep. And when when he's giving an answer, I don't get detect a lot of talking points. He is very straightforward and you can hear him even repeating the question to make sure in his mind that he's getting the question. I think so far he, he is a totally different style than Governor Mundo but I, I think he's going to be a very formidable person.
1: You, you know what, because, I, like, you, you know what yeah. I like about him? Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's That's a really astute point because the thing that I notice about him is you ask a question. And I, I tend to be very wordy. I ask bad questions uh, all the time in public. And so like, the governor will, will say, I'm not sure I quite understand you. Do you mean this? Or, right. it, whereas Gina Raimondo didn't care what you said. She knew no. what she was going to say. And gina raimondo could outsmart most of us so she she knew how to very quickly move on things whereas then you're right it feels like he's actually listening to your question if he doesn't understand it he asks you to clarify he he'll look at you he references previous questions that got asked it's a very um you know it's just a very even keeled approach i think it, It it takes a lot of the uh, it takes tension out of the room. He comes across as a very likable guy because people like to be listened to.
0: Yeah, I would almost think he was either. Uh, I, I mean, I don't. He doesn't have a law degree, does he? He, he no. talks only because when I've covered trials, you listen to the judge. They really process each word, and I noticed that where he was like thinking, and then repeating, am I alarmed? No, we're not alarmed, like that. He doesn't just go into, here's what I'm supposed to say. Folks, you heard me mention the Wire reference. I wish there was more of that in Roadmap, my personal preference, (laughs) since I just went back and rewatched season two, even though I've watched all of them, and it's still so good. But, uh, Dan McGowan, awesome on Roadmap. How can other people uh, get this? Free, folks, each day. And look at this, even in a morning like today, I don't Talk to anyone until I've read Roadmap in my inbox.
1: Well, John, I, I, I wrote Roadmap while I was watching you. Oh, come I, I, you on. <laughs> so, so we're, we're both sucking up to each other a little bit. Yeah, John's right. The thing is, the, thing, the best part about Roadmap is its immediacy. You know you're going to get it every morning and today, whereas everybody's just covering kind of what happened uh, last night. We've got real analysis on what it all means, right? That's the, the, what Roadmap is supposed to be. And the best part is it's completely free. So send me an email. All you have to do, send a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com, and you'll get it first thing tomorrow.
0: So Dan McGowan, that neighborhood where I was this morning, Andam Street, I lived there when I was in college. My mother grew up on Andam Street across from the Paolinos. <laughs> My parents were married at Blessed Sacrament Church and in uh, Rhode Island, as people know, right down the street, you keep going to Truckstone, is Tommy's Pizza, who is the big supporter of Mattiello, who is always delivering pizzas over to the state.
1: The smallest. So, well,
0: wait, wait, John, I is.
1: have a question for you. Go ahead. Best season of The Wire. Got to be season four, right?
0: Uh, that's a tough one. I need more time to process this. We'll
1: talk about it next espresso.
0: week. <laughs> okay. All right. Damn it, go. Well, great job. Stay safe.
1: Talk to you soon, John. Thanks.
0: Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today 401 431 2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing? Proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on. On MEGA MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA Logistics, 401 431 2300.
1: Back in 2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white Bailey's Speech Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members, your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that, and I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet.
0: Blaming it all on his ribbons, or in a blue-blooded snoot, his birth was a black-tie affair. It's all who you know, that Klaus von Beutelow. He just likes to be seen everywhere. He leads a privileged life with a white privileged wife. At Baileys, they like their champagne. Life on Bellevue in a state that is blue. (laughs) You'll never hear Sheldon complain. He likes clubs. With the lead, waspy crowds, where for decades kept the Jews away. And Bill cannot stay. Well, he's not big on diverse faces. Bailey's Beach Club is his oasis. Sheldon likes the clubs with white faces. Oh! Do you have
1: concerns in 2021? I mean, obviously, it's been four years. You have remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Your thoughts on an elite, all-white, wealthy club, again, in this day and age, should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them.
0: This portion of the John DiPietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brother's Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brother's Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out, purple and yellow. Brother's Disposal. Again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. 688 517 Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement, the garage, the attic. Call Brother's Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway. 401-688-0517. And remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brother's Disposal, 401 Six eight 517 You're listening to The John DePetro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's a.m. 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, dipietro.com, d-e-p-e-t-r-o.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also Contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of The John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there, and you can listen. It's all in a library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depetro.com. If you're in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. can breathe clearly now, my mask is gone, nothing but a big smile for all to see, gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear, my lungs will be full, 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 beautiful air, my lungs will be full full, full, full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air. My lungs will be full, 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 full of beautiful air.